Hey, welcome again to the One Together podcast. I'm Heather Maltman, and after having done some bloody weird entertainment jobs, really, I've found myself wanting something more, something deeper, something a little bit more real because, let's face it, the entertainment world is full of gossip and quite a lot of trash. So, uh, yeah, this was all created in the hopes of giving you something a little bit more meaningful and a little bit deeper so that you can actually live a slightly better life. So if this is your first episode with us here, our hope is to create one consciousness by sharing our stories that have happened for us and not to us. Okay, fine. I get it. One consciousness, it can sound like a bit of a wank. So before I lose you at that one comment, I want you to stick around because these are true stories. Everything that we share on this podcast comes from a real place. All of my guests We laugh together, we cry together, we sing, and, well, yeah, we do kind of talk crap a lot. But, you know, most importantly, every single guest speaks from the heart and it's all in the hopes of inspiring you. So every single week I ask a question to the universe, to you, to myself, to everyone. It's usually something that I feel we're all asking ourselves in some way, but we haven't been able to find an answer. So I'm going to shush and ask a question and tell you about who our amazing guest is today. In our modern society, why the hell are looks still so important? I don't get it. It's like, shouldn't we be smart enough by now to realise that there's more to life than physically what's going on on the outside? But apparently, <laughs> no, we, we haven't caught up with that yet. So, I mean, this is obviously a topic that we are going to cover again and again because there's so much to it and I'm aware that like every single person is going to go through something differently. But I'm very aware that hair loss for men is a big deal. And I thought, hang on a second, what if this happens to girls? And if it did, what would that mean? Because our hair is a big deal. I mean, for a guy to lose his hair, right, there's kind of this awesome out. You either wear baseball caps or you just shave it off. But for a girl, it's kind of not the done thing to just shave your head. You get so many stereotypes if you do. Anyway, a few years ago, I think it was like 2016 or something, I came across this girl by the name of Katie Hale who was openly talking about her experiences with alopecia. If you don't know what alopecia is, it is sudden hair loss that starts with like one or more circular bald patches and then they start to overlap. It's pretty it's an it's an immune system disorder basically and your immune system starts to attack itself. It's it's shit. It's a shit thing to end up with and This young woman, she dealt with it with so much grace and the way she tells her story is really, really beautiful actually. And she's one of those people where, you know, when you're sitting there and having a conversation with her, she just draws you in. She has the most incredible eyes. So yeah, here you go. Enjoy. The following podcast contains coarse language and captures an honest discussion of prescribed medication and drug use. Please consult a trusted medical professional if you are experiencing any of the symptoms described in this podcast. You're going to have to walk me through this, right? (laughs) So, yeah, it's not something that happens to you. It's something that you have. Is that right? Yeah, kind of. So, basically, it's just it's an autoimmune disease. So, anyone can kind of get it. Um, They don't know what causes it. Things like stress uh, can be a big factor. Your genes can be a big factor. Um, It just honestly depends. Like, I had never had any sign of it until I think I was 23. And then um, I found, like, a little patch on the back of my head. And then eventually it just kept getting like it was there for a while and was just it and thought I 
found it and thought it yeah. was hilarious because I was like, I've never noticed this. Like, why is it there? You know, really? I thought I'd burnt myself like while straightening my hair. And How big was the spot? It was about the size of a 10 to 20 cent coin. So right. just, and it was super shiny and super smooth. So it was like hair had never been there. And then, so it was fine and stayed there for about five months. And then all of a sudden I thought, it feels like it's getting a little bit bigger. And then within a couple of weeks, I'm like, you know, noticed more patches popping up. And then in a week I'd lost half the hair on my head (gasps) and then had to shave it. Within a week? Within a week? Yeah, it went from like, you know, patches the size of 10 cent coins to, you know, like huge, like the size of your fist kind of thing. You're kidding. And it was, um, so I had to shave it because you couldn't hide it anymore by putting your hair up or anything. And then, so was that like a daily process? Every morning, waking up and trying to find a way to cover yes. these spots that were showing up. And you couldn't. And it was also, but it was more so like even if you brushed your hair, and you know, you always lose some hair when you brush it, and you don't. Oh, feel yeah, it. I'm, I'm like a Labrador. I had ridiculous. literally whole clumps the size. Like you couldn't see my hand. That's how big the balls of hair were that were being pulled out just by brushing my hair, or you know, I'd run my hand through my ponytail because you're conscious of it. You're constantly then touching it and doing it, and I'd just pull out clump after clump, and you don't feel it. It's just like the same as when it falls out when you brush your hair, but it's yeah. Did you feel sick? No. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. It was just, it was, I felt sick from the stress of going, what's going on? I don't know what's happening. And I'd kind of Googled and figured out what it was, but without, you know, officially being diagnosed. And like, I'd already been booked trying to get into specialist appointments, but then you had to wait, you know, eight weeks to be able to see someone for an urgent appointment and all that Mm. kind of stuff. So by the time I eventually got to see someone, it was too late. Mm -hmm. Um, Or at least in terms of like the head, the hair on my head. And then um, they tried different medications and every time we went to go start the new medication um, or the new treatment option, they would then, it would then be too late to start that one because I'd started losing hair in different parts of my body. So like my eyebrows kept then split in two when I was losing my eyelashes or the hair on my arms and legs. You're kidding. Yeah. I'm, wow. Okay. <laughs> so it was, yeah. So it was probably like after all the hair on my head went, it was probably another three or four months before head to toe was gone. And actually at the moment I've got like a little bits of bum fluff on the top of my head, which is the most I've had in three years. So That's fun. Yeah. It just comes back every now and again, but not entirely. So that and, is absolutely fascinating. Yeah. And anyone, it can happen to anyone. Like, you know, there's kids that are head to toe bald. There's, you know, people who've not had anything until their forties. And then all of a sudden we'll just have patches continuously falling out and growing back. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's be so insane. And the way, the way you and I met actually was, um, I read an article that you'd written about it. The way you spoke about what you were going through, what had happened back then, and you actively go out of your way to tell people <laughs> to stop being dicks. Pretty much. It's even on the walk here this morning, actually, there was a guy that just, you know, compl- like you walk past walking towards each other just randomly on the mm. street. And he stared and he wouldn't, you know, like wouldn't stop staring and completely turned and followed me as I walked away. And so you, you turn. What? You turn. And like, I say, and because I've got my sunglasses on and they can't see my eyes, they don't, you know, it's just this barrier that they don't think you they see think, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so like you turn around and you're like, you know. You what make, are you doing? And, yeah. 
So I've started actively calling people out now. And like kids, I don't care. Kids are hilarious. And, you know, I always be really polite with the parents and, you know, like give them a smile to make sure I don't care. Like it's totally fine Um, because kids are kids and they say everything and they're hilarious. Um, But adults, yeah, if they stare, some people actually full on say things like we'll start, we'll heckle you or like say something. Before we had this chat today, I was like, I'm going to go through my list of people that I know and see how many of my girlfriends have short hair or shaved heads. Yeah. I currently have four. Yeah. Okay, I have four girlfriends that have completely shaved their heads. One of them is starting to grow back now and she's going to peroxide it blonde. I don't know why, but <laughs> power to her. It'll look great, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it'll look great. Then I looked at all of my friends that have really, really, really long hair just because I wanted to conduct a little experiment. Now, of all my girlfriends that have incredibly long hair, they never really get any comments about their femininity. I was going through their pages. This took me hours, by the way. Yeah. None of them ever really get any comments about their femininity. Then I went onto all the pages of all my girlfriends who have completely shaved their hair and all the comments that they're starting to receive are ones that they're like, it's the way you would talk to a boy. Yeah. It's like the communication they're starting to receive from people is completely different to what they would have gotten when they had their, it's, it's really weird. And you, you actually troll through their page and you go back to when they had their long hair or, you know, shortish. Yeah, and it's all feminine again. Yeah. It it absolutely blew my mind. And then it made me think of, you know, Rose McGowan? Yeah. So have you read her book, Brave? I haven't, no. you got to read it. <laughs> like of all the women in my life, you will love what she writes about. Now, obviously, she goes into detail about Harvey Weinstein and yeah. all of the misogyny that she dealt with in her career and all that sort of thing. But she starts talking about like shaving her head and then she starts talking about why she did it on her social media and all that sort of stuff. And I started to, like at first when I saw her shaved head, because I'm such a fuck it, do what you want kind of girl. Um, At first I was like, who cares? Like stop trying to make a statement about something no one cares about. Yeah. And as soon as I thought that, I went back to your story and I remembered what you'd written in there about feeling like you are segregated just because you're not a woman with this long, luscious hair. It changed your identity. It 100% does. And it's like even when, you know, I was out the other night and I had the wig on because I was just like, when I go out, it's easier, you know, if I'm going out for a few drinks and stuff because drunk people can be the worst. So Um, is it easier for you or is it easier for the people around you? I think it's a bit of both because, like, I just go unnoticed completely, which is great. But otherwise, you know, every now and again you'll, like, I remember back in Sydney, you know, I I would be on a dance floor and people would come up and actually grab my head just randomly or they'd be you'd notice little groups of people trying to have photos with you but in that real like we're trying not to make it pretending you know, like they're not really doing yeah, it like an animal and, in the zoo kind yeah. of way oh and yeah it, I've had that before it's really awkward yeah and it's just like yeah. and you call them out and they're, and they're like oh you know trying to defend themselves or you know pretend it wasn't happening and it's like it's so obvious it's obvious like, I can and you're see drunk you because so you're drunk so you're making things <laughs> 10 times worse than they have to be yeah <laughs> they're the worst they're the absolute worst yeah yeah drunk people everywhere you're the worst you know you are and we've all been there um yeah. in your relationship then with your partner yeah. how does he deal with it he's- like when he goes out with you specifically because I'm sure at home he's great he's like I love your head you might even noogie it who knows <laughs> but when you come out <laughs> He's amazing. He Is could he? not be any better. He um, he's also started like staring people down. So every now and again, if I like, 
I don't notice a lot of it now. Like it took yeah. a long time to try and tune it out. So the ones that I do notice are kind of the worst ones, but he'll start noticing it now. And so he'll yeah. he'll have a little giggle because he'll stare them down or he'll follow them like they kind of do to me to make it bit no like. I can't believe that. Um, and then he'll have a little giggle and be like, oh my God, you know, did that person, you know? And I was like, I didn't even notice it. But yeah, so he's totally got my back. He's amazing. I, had, I was actually going to say to you on the way over here, I was like, is there a part of you that thinks that maybe Maybe, maybe people sometimes are staring just because you are incredibly pretty because like, but you are, you're an incredibly beautiful woman, like physically. And when you look at people in, in all of your photos, you have this most incredible stare and it's really enigmatic. Like it, it draws people in, like it draws me oh, wow. in, which is part of the reason I was like, <laughs> we got to talk to this girl. She's really cool. She's quite interesting. And she's got this way. And you know, to speak to you, you're so intelligent in the way that you put things together. You may not have like long luscious hair on your head, but girl, like you're killing it. Like you look amazing. Thank you. I don't, I don't even know what to say to that. It's, um, I don't know. You just like, like, I don't kind of see it in that way. Yeah. Um, But then like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I suppose if people were staring. It still makes you feel weird. Like regardless of the intention, having someone yeah yeah so if you could ask people to do one thing in human form when out and about on the street if you could ask them anything what would it be by all means like look like you know like that's gonna once you see it once you're probably then not gonna stare again at someone who looks in that way mm-hmm. but don't like don't stare people down like just you know or give her like polite little smile like even still you know everyone looks completely different but just like don't be a prick about it <laughs> I suppose you'd be able to tell the difference as well you can feel it yeah you can, you can feel when some someone's are warm and yeah. some you know but then you get some people who you know like have this look on their face like not that you're fucked but that you're <laughs> like they do they've got this it's kind odd. of like yeah or you're choosing to be different or like you like mm. and they look down on you in some ways as well and I find that a lot with older people it's not um Okay, yeah. Yeah, And, you know, because it's not common for them and, you know, for Mm. I think a lot of that generation as well, if you have something, you hide that. When this all kicked off, like, we'll go back. Yeah. How old were you again? You were like... 23. 23. Wow. I think it was 23. 23. Yeah, 23. Where were you at that time in your life? Like, what were you doing? Um, So I had just finished uni, like maybe a year, a year and a bit before. Um, I was kind of like pretty much starting off my career. So I had... um, Media, as you probably know, is a fickle little industry and you lose, <laughs> you, you, you lose your jobs quite often through no fault of your own. So yeah. um, my yep. first job in radio, they were just cutting people. And so you lost, I lost my job about Holy five shit. months in. And then I started in TV and then that happened. The show got axed five months in as well. Oh. So, um, so there was a lot of stressful events kind of going on and I was really lucky nine gave me an opportunity and that's where I still am now. Okay. And so I was kind of like working my butt off trying to like just cement myself there and make sure I had a job and make sure I had a future and, you know, trying to also understand this whole new world that was television because it was not something I ever wanted to do or thought I would ever be in. And, you know, like you're there with all these incredible people who have got so much experience behind them so that was quite stressful as well and trying to just figure out where I was and then yeah it was just like I kind of started noticing it starting to kind of happen and um, yeah it was just kind of living it up in Sydney as a 23 year old as you do when you're in your early 20s you you know have a lot of fun make the most of it and then yeah it just life kind of got turned upside down 
when life does kind of throw you a curveball, you then I wasn't like in a position to meet anyone. Like you, it was a, mm. a you go through this experience where you so desperately need someone to be there for you and to have your back, but you can't bring someone into that situation when you know you're not giving it your all at the same time. So that was really quite a weird thing because you've got your best friends and you've got your family, but it's just not quite the same as you know. Like there's only so much you can call on someone before it becomes annoying or before like or be, not becomes annoying before you feel like it's becoming annoying yeah. um so yeah that was a bit like and that just uh, delayed things a whole whole lot although i suppose it worked out for the best so yeah because <laughs> the lovely young man now <laughs> oh delicious chef man <laughs> so did you have any friends then who just didn't get it um, like did you lose friends because of this whole situation i lost one friend in particular he was the only person that was like a complete wanker about it um we were like we were quite close and um when he didn't he I hadn't told him what was going on I hadn't told anyone except for a few people at work who were like why are you so stressed out and like a couple of my best friends and then all of a sudden when I shaved had to shave my head I put a big post on Facebook with a photo like straight after so I'd like still had tears in my eyes but I was like I'm fine it's just what it is like but this is what's going on so everyone's on the same page and um, everyone was so supportive and he was the only person who wrote a really negative comment and it was, you will do anything to get on TV, won't you? And I was gobsmacked and I like, and especially because I didn't ever want to be on TV, like that was not a goal for me. Like I'm totally, like I much prefer being behind the scenes, but that's what he, he said to me and he kind of made it like in a joking way and I was just you like... You know when they're not joking. Yeah, and I was like, that's not cool, dude. Like that's... You know, and he's, yeah, so he, um, I've never seen him again, never spoken to him again. He, I was just like, I was really upset by that comment. And like, he, he kind of was like making it like, and that was the kind of person that he is that would make that kind of thing in a joking way and not really, but at the same time, I was just like, you know, exactly like that's like, I've just gone through probably one of the worst things ever. And it's only the start of it. And that's the comment you make is like, you know, joking that it's kind of a career move or something like that. Like, That's incredibly painful. And, you know, if you'd seen like, you know, all the medications that I was on made me so heinously sick for the months and months and months after. And if you'd seen through that, like... What was that? What did they... What did you have to go on? Like... So I went on, um, so I was on heaps of steroids, which ma- uh, naturally make you super like puffy and bloated, Aggressive and, and... but also like they make you stack on the weight. So no. it was the heaviest I'd ever been. And really? you, they give you this thing called moon face where basically it's because your skin, you're retaining so much water and you're so puffy looking, yeah. your uh, face goes round like a moon, which is hilarious, which is also great when you have no hair. So you're already conscious about the fact that your face is a bit fatter than it usually <laughs> is. It's very cute. But, <laughs> but, um, okay. but yeah, and then they put me on, so I started on immunosuppressants. So the first one was one called cyclosporin, which basically, so they suppress your immune system okay. to try and stop Did your you see my face and I'm like, mm. yeah. okay. <laughs> so they try and stop your immune system attacking From you, atta- which is oh. the cause of why it's, because your immune oh, but system then you is you need attack- your immune system to attack bad things, right? Yeah, so there's a fine balance that they get. So the one they put me on is used for all different things. One of 
the things that it's used for is for people who have organ transplants so that their body doesn't reject organs. <laughs> like, Are you kidding? Yeah. And then the second one, methotrexate, which is again used for all different types of things, but one of its uses is like a an alternative kind of chemo treatment. So, and you know, all of the side effects is like you may grow, you know, unwanted hair. And so on the first one, I was growing hair, but I also had like all this baby fluff on my face, like all. No, holy shit. Yeah. So um, and then like the method, the cyclosporin, even if it had worked, I was only allowed to be on it for a year before you have to take a break with your body. Whereas the methotrexate, you could be on it for pretty much as long as you like. You know, it had really severe side effects as well. And so, and that was the one that was almost guaranteed to work. And it's not done anything so you're like, kidding so just kind of and because it was making me it, that one was horrendous I took that one once a week they're like you won't have any side effects at all you'll be fine and I literally took like took it for the first time on this Tuesday morning mm-hmm. went to work was like I'm feeling fine feeling fine within about an hour it was like I had been like hit by a bus I went all swollen all over my body I couldn't form a sentence I like could barely stand up and was just like having trouble walking and so work sent me home and it took and me this is a channel nine yeah and they it took me three days to recover and I was just like how am I going to do this every week and then so the next week I took it again wasn't as bad I got through a few hours of work and then had to go home again and I think I got to four weeks before I could actually make it through the day at work. So it did start, your body started to get used to it. Um, but then, yeah, and then by the end of it, like I could get through the days and stuff, but it was horrendous. And I was like, why, why are you doing this for a bit of hair? Like you'd ra- I'd much rather be healthy and happy and be able to like drink because I couldn't drink on the medication. So I was just like, you know, you're going through a worse time yet. You can't just have a drink when you get home yeah. from work to chill out about how shit the, the time <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> but um, it was just easier to give it all up in the end and just focus on being happy and yeah so were you afraid of losing your job or anything in those not at all they were they could not have been any greater like they were so supportive and really had my back through everything um yeah I couldn't I was so lucky to have the people that I had like have at work and at that time especially to really just you know I think because people understand when you're going through a shit time you've like Mm. you know they, they give you a bit of leeway, but they also really go above and beyond and work went well and truly above and beyond. And yeah. Yeah. That is one really good thing about Australia I've found is like most businesses that I've worked for when you're not in a good place or there's something going on, especially like the way the world works today. Like I've had some family stuff happen and whenever I've needed that time off, my bosses have always just said, go, just yeah. go, just go deal with it. And we'll talk about it later. You know, they could have gone, well, you're not working like we need you to. So you know, you're out, you're yeah. out, which they went the complete opposite. They fought, you know, really hard to get me onto a contract so that I could, you know, have sick leave when I needed it. And just, they really, Are you for real? yeah, they were really, really amazing. So, so we've managed to sort of talk through some of the work stuff, which has actually sort of answered some of our questions towards the end on like how you've managed to get through having this happen and this massive life change and deal with work stuff, which is fantastic because, you know, anyone who's going through what you're currently dealing with or they're about to start, I think that's a big part of it yeah. is your support network. Yeah. You know, who do you have around you? Who are you surrounding yourself with? Because if you surround yourself with the wrong people, you can really go down some pretty disastrous paths. Yeah. And by the sounds of things, you kind of saw what was happening to you. And I don't know, did you go through a dark moment where you sort of started to let yourself start to see it as this hideous 
monstrous, disastrous change. You do, like, and even still every now and again, like, like I would never go back and, like, change what had happened because it's made me such a better person. Like, mm. I was a bit of an asshole back in the day. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it's just, like, it's... But, yeah, it does every now and again. Like, And I think, for me, the worst times are the kind of anniversaries of it. Like, so when I know, like, or I'll get memories that pop up on Facebook and it's like, oh, look, this is the day that, like, I lost you know like my eyelashes or this or that because I used to post about it all the time what was it like losing your eyelashes sorry oh eyelashes are the worst so the last ones you know when you get something in your eye and you pull your eyelashes out to like to try and like get it out and um, I got um yes I went to get something out of my eye and just pulled out the last clump of eyelashes they just came out and that was the very last hair on my body and it was meltdown I rang my auntie so upset she thought my dad had died like that's how distraught I was because you know that's kind of the end of the line then like that's it that's it that's and um eyelashes are the worst if I could get anything back it would be my eyelashes because they and my nose hairs nose hairs because they all have functions and you so, don't have nose hairs. No, no nose hairs. And so my hay fever is horrendous and you always get stuff in your eyes, especially in Melbourne where it's so windy. You know, yeah, there's this so is, much stuff. Yeah, it's just a like, giant dust pit. You can literally see stuff on windy day, like the chunks of stuff flying through the air. And you've got nothing to protect no, you with. Nothing. You it's have the worst. No... <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's I'm that's just... the worst thing. Like it's just the functional stuff that I wish I had. I okay, what hair do you have? Do you have any hair? I've got maybe like 15 hairs on the top of my head at the moment and that's it. Head to toe. Head to toe. Yeah. So it's got a perks. I haven't shaved or waxed in like three years. I was going to say, do you have any (laughs) idea how much money I spend on laser at Australian skin clinics? Like, and you're just like, girl, just get an autoimmune disease. Imagine like, if I'd like spent all that money on laser before it all happened. Oh shit! And then, and then yeah. <laughs> it's like could have got it for free. <laughs> so where where do you get your amazing sense of humor about this? Because I I don't know. Like I feel like I would struggle with it at first. Although you kind of if you don't laugh, you cry. Like it's just it's yeah. one of those things. Like you've got to see the positive in it because if you don't it's just going to consume you and it does like don't get me wrong it, it has consumed me for pretty much my life since it's happened and like I'm starting to kind of get past the point now where you know I'm not writing about it as much or I'm not it's just posting a, about yeah. it as much because now I've kind of hit that point where I've gone you know this is me I've gotten it all through my chest like writing was my big thing to try and help me get through mm-hmm. the situation you know and that that was like almost distracting me even though I was getting it off my chest but yeah you kind of yeah if you don't yeah laugh then I mean, <laughs> so, there's only one other way it goes. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Crying in the shower. <laughs> yeah. So then, so it's only attacked the part of your body that produces hair. Is yeah. that right? So It doesn't do anything else to you. I could lose my nails. Uh, that's the only other thing that could go. Or like when I say lose them, they um, it's quite rare now, but... Um, you can get pitting in your nails because it's the same stuff as your hair, basically. What's pitting? Like, so it's kind of like it, it's all like divots and you start losing parts of your nails and stuff where it just doesn't oh, form no. correctly because okay. it's made of the same thing. But I haven't had that, luckily. So your um, hair is made of... Yeah, so your hair and nails. all your... Like, it's all just... No. But then, like, with all, the thing with autoimmune diseases is once you have one they kind of snowball so this is alopecia is my second autoimmune I've also got what (laughs) yeah so I've also got colitis which is like Crohn's disease it's kind of the sister condition so that's like a um a stomach bowel disorder thing uh so that's the first one that I had and I've had that since I was 19 and that was hereditary so my mum has that one and that kind of passed down onto me and then yeah so um, and what does that do to your stomach in that like what 
Um, so, oh God, this is going to be so gross. So let it happen. I mean, I, <laughs> when I get my period, I shit myself. So there you go, everyone. You're welcome. We really can't get any worse. Wow, this is going from here to here. Oh yeah. Let it, this is the podcast where you can just be completely open and honest about everything. No shame. So basically, um, you get, uh, ulcers on the, um, on your bowel and it kind of, and so when you're in a flare up, your uh-huh. whole stomach can basically, um, it's like it gets really inflamed and really swollen and can you know affect all different types of things right um like you can get quite sick from it um mine i'm really lucky it's not too bad and if i take my medication which i'm semi-okay at doing not (laughs) quite um it's not too bad but like it you know it days i haven't taken my medication like you'll look and it looks like i'm four months pregnant like my stomach is rock solid and it's just like really swollen Um, but like things like you know rheumatoid arthritis and all that kind of stuff is all autoimmune things so it's all autoimmune diseases are so common but they're just you know there's just what causes them do they know it's just i don't know just it's, like, yeah. just like, hey, congratulations! Here's the lottery. You yeah. get this one. <laughs> Jeez. Except, fun fact: if you smoke, it gets rid of colitis. And so, are you kidding? So, like, for the last, I've, in fact, in I think it's two days time. I gave up cigarettes a year ago, and so I've been on medication for last year. But yeah, when you're smoking, had never had to take medication, and even the specialist was like, "There's something in it." Don't get me wrong; you're killing off all your other organs. Yes, but <laughs> but yeah, it was just like the kind of one, you know, and that. Was, what an interesting fact. Yeah, so it's just, and like, to be perfectly honest, it controls it better than when you are on medication. Kids, don't take up cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> don't smoke, kids. Don't be a fool. Stay in school. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, no matter what drug you really take, there's always some side effect. Like, exactly. I've got tablets for my anxiety, so I think, uh, what's mine? It is a form of, it's, a, it's Xanax, essentially, but I can't remember what it's called. It starts yeah. with an A, I think. And I take that one for flying or when yeah. I get like horrifically bad panic attacks. Yeah. So I th- like I usually buy like one bottle and it's got like 20 tablets in it. Yeah. And I usually have to surrender them before I can even take them all because yeah. I just don't. Wow. They, they just go off. Yeah. Um, and I also surrender them because I'm like, I don't want anyone like taking my tablets and something <laughs> bad happen. Um, but yeah, when you take those for the next week, yeah. you feel so weird. Your brain is just foggy and it's really hard to think properly and you kind of get a bit of a migraine the next day. But that's not even like the steroids that they, like I've been, because it's the same prednisone um, that, you know, it's a really common drug. Like so many people take it, mm-hmm. um, but you've got to be really careful about how much you take. And then, you know, if you're on it for a while, you've got to slowly wean yourself off. But like when I have a flare up, I've got to jump on that and I hate it. Like I try like my absolute hardest not to go on it. It's like you've taken speed, like at least for the first few days wow. you were racing. And like, I notice that I'm just like, I'm so like, so hyped up and so just like <laughs> just jacked up. Yeah. Bouncing off the walls. And like, I, re- I let's just get to the gym and it, like do some squats. <laughs> it takes me like, but then like, it also makes you, it makes you really hungry, but then it also makes you really tired at the same time. So it's this weird kind of, I think cause you've used so much energy in such a short burst. Yeah. And you're like, Ugh. fuck it. Smooth as Levin, eat some Doritos. <laughs> I don't take drugs. I clearly don't understand how they work. Um, <laughs> I'm not a recreational Hey, this is a quick break. It'll only take a minute to tell you who has actually helped get this podcast into your ears today. If you're anything like me, you are super mental health conscious, right? And therefore you're maybe not a big drinker. I don't take drugs and I barely even touch Panadol if I can help it. 
So for the last few years, I've not been able to drink. So as soon as I have a glass of wine, I actually get these horrific migraines that are so bad. I feel like my brains are exploding. It's like, actually, that was a pretty good sound effect. I'm proud of that. Basically, I found these guys called Body Armor. And no joke, this stuff was probably made by garden pixies or scientists. I mean, it's it's the same thing. Actually, it is listed with the ARTG and pregnant women take it for nausea. Get it from bodyarmor.com.au or use their store locator online. Basically, you drink it before you drank it and it protects your liver. So get around that. I sounded so popular just now. Boom. Just get it. It's good stuff. Thanks for being a part of the One Together team. How about we get back into that chat? Who found it the hardest? You, parents, friends, uh, I think people took it differently. Um, my housemate was probably the worst in the sense that he put up with a lot of shit. I was an awful housemate when it was going through. Um, Give me an example. What are we talking about? Oh, just like like messier than I usually am. I'm very messy, but like just really um, just didn't do anything. Like was just a jet all round kind of crap housemate and um, very selfish. But I think parents, parents were a little bit hard. I think dad especially... Um, like they were all very welcoming of it but just every now and again there'd be a little reaction where I think they you could tell they found it you know a lot of the thing that you know makes kind of or puts people at ease I'm like just touch my head it's totally like people I know (laughs) but like once you touch my head (laughs) once you touch it then like they kind of like a lot of the fear or the weirdness kind of goes like it makes people a lot calmer about it that is really interesting dad refused to touch it and used to get like really irked out about it like yeah he he, uh, like it was only once that this happened but it was um he went to like and he was like oh no can't do it like you know and was all like grossed out by it I was like come on dad like don't be it (laughs) everybody's doing it (laughs) but that that one that one hurt a little bit when that happened but at the same time it's you know it, it was funny at the same time and looks <laughs> funny now still. <laughs> oh, Dad. What's Dad's name? Chris. Hey, Chris. Chrissy. And so do you have siblings? Uh, one sister. She lives in Perth. She's younger. And then uh, it's four stepbrothers and sisters in Sydney. Okay. And is she, has she had anything similar? She had any... Nothing. Impos- You're kidding. Nothing. She's... Um, oh, she's... Okay. Yeah, I think like... Um, she did it with Crohn's or anything? No none of those yeah so fuck yeah it's funny like does that drive you wild not overly we're very polar opposite people so like it doesn't surprise me that you know yeah (laughs) yeah right in what way like what's her kind of what's her thing like describe her to me oh I don't know she's wicked sense of humor she's very very and very sharp like very quick like she used to win every fight as a kid because she would like she was just like even Quick. mum couldn't discipline her because <gasps> mum would then be giggling at what she's done to me like because she was that you know she was really sneaky but really yeah, funny and like did you I tell pre- her she was adopted no, no I would have she would have done that to me she was the like kind of totally dominant where I was oh, like okay. the kind of you're like okay yeah yeah I was the little nerd and she was like the super cool one who is yeah okay so um and even still now she's very very funny yeah um and just like totally nasty but not in a like nasty way like you know that kind of real yeah you know really quick sense of humor like dry but like yeah, yeah. yeah. okay yeah. it's coming from like a, a genuine sort yeah. of loving place but we did not get along growing up at all like we yeah so when mum moved to Perth when I was 15 or 16 and okay. she took Georgie with her and um 
and the first time we'd seen each other after that happened, we both actually cried and like, and then joked and we're like, what's going on? We're meant to hate each other. Why are we crying? Like, cause we just, we did not get along. Like it's like, it was horrendous. Right. Yeah. So you stayed with your dad? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, cause I was going into year 11 and 12, so it was just easier for me to, and you know, I much preferred staying at dad's house and that right. was. Made yeah. more sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was that hard then to go from like such a big life altering change at that particular time in your schooling? Plus I'm guessing you probably would have just started realizing that something wasn't right with your stomach. And then yeah. suddenly it's like Crohn's is set in and then suddenly it's like working out great. If I've got this autoimmune disease, what is then going to happen? And then moving into your twenties. And then well, that was, it was funny. Like the, so the stomach stuff didn't start happening till uni, which I was lucky about. I bet it was um, as any young person kind of does. It's like, if it's not killing you, then you don't really, or a lot of people like me didn't take it seriously. It's like, yeah, whatever. Like doesn't really. So I didn't really take care of myself at all it's probably right. only been in the last year year or two that I've started to go okay Which need to like <laughs> eat well and out. do a bit yeah. of exercise but yeah it's yeah. um um so do you have any ways now that you sort of deal with hard moments or do you find you don't really go through any moments where it gets hard you know there, there'll be some days where I really notice every single thing and that's when I get like I get quite not angry but that real worked frustration up frustration yeah and I don't know, like I just get really angsty about it all and a bit, you know, but I don't, I think it's just, yeah, when it's, when I get to that, you know, three, the four year, like those kind of one year anniversaries yeah. of when it kind of all happened, that's when I kind of, like I get a little bit emotional about it and just have a little cry. But like I always, it's weird, like, cause leading up to it, I'm like, oh fuck, it's been like, you know, three years, like that's gone quickly. Like it feels yeah. like it's a lifetime, but at the same time, it feels like it's been just a blink of an eye. And then, like, I'm totally fine, totally fine. And then it'll just, like, randomly hit me for, like, five minutes and then I'll be totally fine again. Yeah. Um, but, no, it's not. I'm at that point now where it doesn't necessarily phase me as much. So, you know. Do you feel like you look super different to everyone else? Do you have moments yeah. where you're just like, fuck, I don't look like... Yeah. And, every like, there's a, lo- a lot of times where I would just, like, I just want to be just normal. I so think, called like, normal, yeah. Yeah, just... And things like, you know even just being able to like run my fingers through my hair one last time. Cause I was always super confident that it would come back and this was just a temporary thing. And so I never really said goodbye to certain things. Oh shit. And that was the thing that kind of, yeah, like just being able to brush it and have, or, you know, when you go to the hairdresser and you get, um, the head massages and stuff, yeah. the whole sensation is completely different now because you're really, so you don't, like, you don't have hair follicles. Yeah. So it's all like, the feeling's going to change. Yeah. And so all of those little things, we're like, just one more, just I wish. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Do they, can they do hair transplants and things like that? Like, I you know that, no idea. You know, like, yeah. you know, men in their 40s, they go get a Love hair a transplant and you're like, <laughs> like no, you could put that money towards better things. Like, just saying, but sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't know. I don't know. I genuinely don't know if it would work or what would happen or. Have you ever considered that, like putting on those the fucking false lashes and I, shit that girls do. I, I wear do I wear the falsies when like I've got a big event or something like that. Like if okay. I've got some, like and you know like I've got it down to a fine art now because it's so hard. You to do would it. be so good. It's yeah, it's really hard. Do you put to, them on for all your friends because they're like, can you help me? Well, no, I can't. It's like I don't know. I don't know how to put it on with eyelashes there because I'd never worn them in my life beforehand, <laughs> and then had to get like the makeup girls at work to teach me how to do false you eyelashes. That's great. But you have to do them completely differently because you've got nothing to 
uh, to hang oh, to sit them on. So every now and again, and it's this is going to sound really bad, but really funny. Go. I'll get halfway through the night and I'll just have like a windscreen wiper because it's a D stuck like in one <laughs> part. So and it's just like <laughs> flapping across my eye. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> and I'll like turn to my friend. I'm like, is something wrong with my face? <laughs> Help me, I'm drunk. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's the only time I ever really... I, the one thing is like I spend so much money on makeup now because I'm just like, well, you know, it's my it's my little thing. Like, it, you know, it's your I, pleasure. Yeah. yeah, I found a I found a good little place in London that does uh, cheap human hair wigs, which is great. So whenever okay. I want to wear one, or in winter when it's a bit colder, I do it then. But yeah, you know, it's it's such a big thing that women seem to do is you go to the hairdresser and you yeah. get your hair done, and it's almost like that is your way of setting up your new change to your life. Like every breakup I've ever gone through, the first thing I do is I change my hair. Yeah. When you have big milestone moments and life-changing moments, have you found that you've got a new thing that you do? Um, uh, Or is it just like, fuck it? (laughs) I don't know. I like, I moved to Melbourne and that was a big thing. Like that was a big, like whole fresh start, which I really needed. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I just like food. I eat a lot. I Do and I like eat food. a lot of good food. Like if I'm gonna yeah. celebrate something, I'm gonna like eat we'll the go good and shit. eat. Yeah. yeah. Like we had our birthdays last week, and we um we went because we both have the same birthday. Super creepy, but hilarious. Are um, you for real? Yeah, same birthday. Oh, that's very cute. It is very cute. But we had a big birthday bonanza, which was literally our whole two days was like food. So we right. knew where we were going to go for breakfast. We we're going to have a massive lunch, a massive dinner. Yum. And then the next day, like, it was just eating. And, yeah, so our, like, little milestone things are very much food-related. I, I, I don't know if this is a big question for you or something that you think about a lot. Um, the idea of having children one day. Yeah. So having kids one day is a big question for me because I know that mental illness runs in my family. Yeah. And there's like a mixed opinion on whether or not you can pass it down to your children. Some yeah. people say it's genetic. Some people say it's not. With an autoimmune disease, you've already factored in the fact that yours has come down through the chain from your mum. Yeah. Which we're going to, I'm going to ask you eventually what that was like for your mum finding out that she'd passed that down to you. Because I wonder whether or not she went through a process. I don't think, I don't think she cared to be perfectly honest. Oh, good. Like, Thanks, like, mum. No, no, no. But like in the sense that, in the sense that like she was like, because when I told her what like was kind of going on. Yeah. She was like, oh, it sounds like what I've got. Like was just really chilled about it and just like, yeah, you know, just like flag this with the doctors. Like they Oh, might. that's kind of cool though. Yeah, like because it wouldn't have been scary or weird for you. No. Like it's not something that. If I was to pass it on, I think like for me, the hair thing I'd be more concerned about because I know how people treat you. That would be the biggest kind of thing and how, you know, as long as you give kids the tools to kind of, you know, figure things out and to be able to like, you know, cope with it, like teach Mm. them the different tools or, you know, be Mm -hmm. there and just you know, give them the right support, whether it's mental illness, whether it's a physical thing, you know, they learn from how you deal, like kids learn and absorb from their parents and from those adults around them and how to deal with things and I think if you you know if you if you give them the right support and the right tools and how and teach them you know the best way that you possibly can then I think you know they're going to turn out just fine you know and it's so much of what we do in our lives comes down to what we're taught ourselves like you were saying and I've been taught that mental illness is just the worst possible thing you can do to someone it's the most evil thing that you could pass down and I'll never forget, I actually dated this guy whose parents were like crazy rich. Like, yeah. And when I told his parents that my mum had a mental illness, I will never forget their faces. Yeah. It was like, no. 
Yeah. You will not marry our son. You it's, will not have his children. There's, a, there's still a lot of sti- uh, stigma about it. And, like, I, mm. you know, went through a really shitty spot with, like, depression and anxiety and stuff. And I think if I hadn't have gotten through that and worked my way out of that, there's no way I would have handled the hair thing the way mm, that I true. did. I think once I kind of got through that, I, I promised myself I would never let myself get back to that stage. And I would recognize – because I didn't recognize what was happening at the time because I was young and, and all that kind of stuff. I knew that there was something wrong, but just like didn't quite put two and two together. And then, you know, eventually went to see, you know, a counselor and worked my ass off to kind of get out of the hole that I was in. And a hundred percent, if I, you know, if I was to recognize those symptoms, um, I was like staunchly against at that point in time, like going on like antidepressants or something like that. Cause that just wasn't the option that I wanted to go. I knew I, I knew there were things that I needed to get off my chest instead and actually work through that way. And then, you know, down the track by all means, like if I needed to go on medication, I totally would have. But at that point I wanted to do it. Like we were talking before about how, you know, like you want to go the natural remedy first or you want to try a different, you know, that was just the path that I really wanted to go down Yeah. at that stage. And so I don't think if I'd, if I hadn't have learned those skills at that time and worked my way through it, the hair thing would have been really, really hard. And I see a lot of people, you know, in the support groups that I've like got on Facebook and stuff and people really struggle with the whole hair thing. There are people really? who like everyone, like I'm one of the, the few people that kind of embraces it the way I do. Like a lot of people hide it and really like anxious and constantly oh, really? depressed about it all the time. I didn't have time to really go through that because I went from having hair to no hair instantly. Whereas these are people that might've had, you know, spots coming and going for 20 years of their life and they're constantly spending the last 20 years trying to so hide what they... So it affects everyone differently. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, most people don't lose it head to toe. Like I'm okay. one of, I think it's like 2% of the people that get alopecia lose it head to toe. Well, if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. <laughs> go hard or go home. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So right now, like there are other people in Australia who are going through this Thanks. who are just, yes. they're just carrying this weight, yes. just like insane shame. Yeah. I, th- I think it's it? fear. I think it's okay. fear that people that I don't Could know. Could it be fear of being like somehow ugly or something as well? Like I wonder. I think so. Like that's like that still pops into my head all the time. I'm just like, and especially when you're having those gross days where you feel really gross and really yuck, yeah. that you're like, oh, everything I wear or everything like there's just you know. I think it's all relative. I think everyone's got a different experience, and so you know that's why I kind of don't cover it up as well as like if you know more people start to do this then it makes it easier for the people who are struggling or the people who are like all the kids who you know don't have anyone to look up to because they don't they don't see anyone that looks like them and so it's that kind of thing as well but it's also like I'm so incredibly lucky like I'm you know at the end of the day like it's a bit of hair. It's not, I don't have a, you know, life-changing illness or a life-threatening illness or, you know, I'm not a minority by any means. And so I'm incredibly lucky, you know, and I don't take that for granted. Like, you know, people, so many people have it way worse than me. Like, and, and I don't think I have it bad at all. And so, yeah, like I just, at the end of the day, it's a bit of hair. Like, it's just, you know, mm. there could be a lot worse things going on. That was the lovely and wonderful and inspiring and amazing Katie Hale. She can be followed on social media, obviously. Her Instagram handle is Katie, K-A-T-I-E, 180, as in the letter O, not the number zero. 
She's also a producer at The Nine News in Melbourne, so she's an incredibly intelligent woman, and if it was up to me, she would be on a panel or doing something on TV. That woman belongs in front of a screen, not behind it. She's a fantastic writer and an amazing advocate for young women who are feeling better about their physique by her sharing her story. She's an awesome person. Thank you, Katie, for coming on this week. I love you. Thank you again for joining the One Movement. Get in touch via the One Together podcast at gmail.com or on my Facebook, which is literally just Heather Maltman, Malt Man, like the drink and the man. <laughs> just kind of sounds like a superhero. We also share loads of extras there, but we also share them on my Instagram page, which is Heather underscore Maltman. If you have a story to share or would like to ask a question, we love hearing from you. So please send us an email or get on touch on the socials. This is the One Together podcast reminding you that one is in fact not the loneliest number. I'm Heather Maltman. We'll talk to you again at 3pm on Monday. But until then, love hard, respect much, and always pay it forward.